Entrepreneur on Fire 452. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. When you choose LegalZoom, you'll be among three dozen companies in the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom too. Visit LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Hate losing your place while reading? Audiobooks.com has patented technology that lets you switch between devices without ever losing your place. Woo! And guess what? You can get your first book for free today. Go to audiobooks.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jesse Meekum. Jesse, are you prepared to ignite? I am. All right. Jesse is the founder of youneedabudget.com, where he teaches people to break the paycheck to paycheck cycle, get out of debt, and save more money. Given our listeners just a little overview, Jesse, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Yeah, I appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me on. Um, about me personally, I'm still, I guess, fairly young, 32 years old. Started the company uh, nine, let's see, nine years ago. Um, and the ignition for me in starting the company was that we were going to have a little baby boy. And uh, I wanted to make rent. So <laughs> uh, I wish it was a massive vision, you know, to change the world. But it really was just me saying, hey, 350 bucks of rent, what could I do to, to make that money? And then uh, from there, it's just, it's just grown. So we, uh, we teach people how to manage their money a lot better than how they're doing it now. And we sell them really well-designed, really well-done software that helps them implement what we teach. Well, Jesse, we often refer to the baby effect here on Entrepreneur on Fire because it is a real thing. After doing over 450 interviews with today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs, so many of them point back to their ignition, to their launch phase as the same time that they had a baby or got married or just found their backs against the wall and now having to support this family. And when that happens, Jesse, and I'm sure you know this better than most, you're willing to really do whatever it takes, make that extra phone call, work those extra hours, then you might if your back wasn't against the wall. So the baby effect is real. It definitely works. It's inspired a lot of entrepreneurs. And I know a lot of people are listening right now don't go out and have a baby just to have this effect, <laughs> but it does work. So, Jesse, before we dive into your journey as an entrepreneur, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. You know, my quote, uh, I've battled with, I'm not really a much of a quote guy, but the one that uh, I think I live by, kind of a mantra for me, is that perfect is enemy of the good. And uh, a lot of times... I find myself just saying, hey, I need to launch this. I need to do this. I need to publish this, whatever it is. And uh, you can let perfection basically slow you down to where you're, you're moving in place. Kind of a mantra I live by. And especially this day and age, Jesse, because 
we don't even know what perfect is. I mean, we can know what we think perfect is, but until we release anything to our audience, how do we have any idea what they want? And we've had Eric Reese of the Lean Startup on Entrepreneur on Fire, who puts it better than anybody else, that minimally viable product, that Lean Startup methodology of just creating that bare bones product, getting it out there, getting feedback, and then pivoting as you need to go. So if you're waiting to be perfect, you're missing a ton of opportunity to be improving as you move forward. So great life lesson, Jesse. And can you share with us a time that you actually applied that and how it worked out? You know, I wish I could show everyone on the podcast visuals of my first product. It was actually a (laughs) spreadsheet and uh, it was ugly. I just gave a talk a little while ago at a different conference and, and I was trying to get people to just start, just to sell something, to ask people for money. And I showed them basically what I started with, which was this really, really ugly spreadsheet. And it was done by an accountant because that was all I knew at the time. I didn't have any marketing background or anything like that. And it just, it was horrible. My sales copy was horrible. Everything about it, you would say now, gosh, how could you even launch that? And I'd, I'd like to say I was embarrassed by it, but every one of those steps that I took led here. And so without sounding cliche, I'm really glad that it worked out the way it did because I learned, you know, you learn a ton in the process. So version one was pretty bad. Version two was also pretty bad, but now we're on, I don't know, version eight, nine with a hundred iterations in between. And it's, it works really well. So you start and you just launch and you're okay with, um, what you'll call junk five years later, (laughs) but you just do the best you can and you learn as you go. It's, it's, a fulfilling way to run stuff, to be honest. It, it gives you a lot of satisfaction. I love that mentality because it's so important to just get to that first sale, to get to that first dollar, because then everything becomes real. And you don't have to be perfect to get to that first sale. You just need to have something out there that is viable. So Jesse put something out there. It worked. He got feedback. He improved. And here we are nine iterations later with something that literally is gorgeous. You can go check out at youneedabudget.com. And wow, it's just great to see the progress of yourself, Jesse, over these years. Again, starting out with, you claim, almost no knowledge of marketing and probably website development or coding or any of these things. You learn as you go and you make a ton of mistakes in the process. And, um, you know, if I were to do it over again, um, I would do things differently only because I learned a bunch in the process, you know. So speaking about learning a bunch in the process, Jesse, let's put the spotlight onto your journey as an entrepreneur, because as entrepreneurs, we have successes, we have aha moments, we have those light bulb moments, but man, do we also have failures, challenges, and obstacles. And that's what I want to focus on now. I want you, Jesse, to tell us a story. Take us down to the ground level with you when at some point you failed and really tell us that story and the lessons learned. To paint kind of a picture, I got my CPA license uh, right after I finished a master's degree in accounting and uh, was down in Texas working for a big accounting firm. Uh, I was work I was good at, but I, I was not enjoying it. On the side, I was trying to build YNAB. You know, it was basically between the hours of like 4 and 5.30 a.m., um, in the mornings because my hours were so bad. So I lasted on that for about 10 months and then bailed and took a consulting gig um, back uh, where we are now in Utah. And that gig lasted about four months. So I'm in this kind of weird transition phase. I've got two kids, a third on the way. And I decide, okay, we're going to take our product. We call it YNAB for sure. We're going to take YNAB. 
we're going to launch it to the Mac audience. At that time, we only had a PC version. It was selling really well by my standards, but not, nothing for Mac users, and they were clamoring for it. So I have a lot of pressure from customers that are saying, we want this. And then I have some external pressures just you know, from the family situation, my job situation. Um, and I was saying, okay, I'm going to make this work. So I was pouring every bit of profit into this Mac version of the software. It ended up, and I don't know if we, you know, if you chat with guys that are doing multi-million dollar investments or, or you know, small time stuff. So I don't know where this lands, but for me at the time, I put in about sixty-five grand into this Mac version over a period of several months, and uh, worked with a developer, and um, it just didn't didn't work. I hired the guy that originally built my PC version. I, I won him over about eight months into this process with the Mac version with this different developer. And I hired this guy, his name's Taylor. And Taylor comes on and he says, hey, uh, this version that, that we have that we're going to sell in like three months, right? And I'll finally make back my money. He just says, this is, this is garbage. Like, it's, it's bad. And, uh, and he kind of said, like, I don't, I don't want to sell this. It's, it's be bad for our brand. And so I'm looking at, I don't remember how long we were in on the design and the money, but 65 grand, probably eight months in, uh, Taylor, bless his heart, says, you know, no, we, we can't do this. So uh, it was extremely painful for me. Uh, it was a ton of money uh, for me at the time that would have, had I used it, you know, just to live on would have alleviated lots of pressures. Right. But, but in the end, um, you know, Taylor's still with me. He, he was the guy that moonlighted for me and built the original. And then um, I won him over full time and he's been with me the last five, six years. And man, am I glad that he had the guts to say that because a lot of guys probably wouldn't. But uh, it saved us. It was just extremely painful and a, and a tough lesson. And if I could sum it up, you just don't cut corners. And I knew throughout those eight months, I knew I could feel I was cutting corners just one by one. And it's this gradual effect where you think, oh, this one won't matter or that one won't matter. And then pretty soon, you know, not, not very long down the road, you have something on your hands that you're not proud of and that you won't launch. And uh, so that was, that was one of my failures, but uh, it was one that stands out. My wife still says, oh, I wish we had that $65,000 just to give me a hard time. <laughs> I mean, Jesse, we are our brands. And here at Entrepreneur on Fire, I do a daily show seven days a week. And I often have people say, hey, John, can you give me a reference to whoever edits your audio and your, your daily episodes? And I say, well, actually, that reference would be me because I edit every single one of the podcasts. Yeah. And they're like, what are you, crazy? You should farm that out. Get somebody in the Philippines to do that. And I'm like, Entrepreneur on Fire is my baby. And I am so passionate about producing the highest quality podcast and content that I can. I'm not willing to cut corners and potentially release something that's less than what I want to be perceived by the world as the brand of Entrepreneur on Fire. So I think it is a great lesson and a great takeaway, Jesse. And if you could boil it down for us into just one clear lesson that you would take from that, what would it be? Take as long as you need to make sure you're doing it right. Now, you have to, you have to govern that with what we talked about earlier, with right. the mantra. You can't cut corners when it comes to things that are right. You just you take as long as it needs to get there, and then you launch and, and you you know you sprint. But uh, that for me that was the big lesson. And since then we've we've had stressful situations. We've had versions where we promise public deadlines, and so we won't do that again. But that 
that uh, quality standard where you know what is right and you launch that, that's, that's critical. And, and I'll say this, every entrepreneur, you know, you know, you know what it is. Like it's not some kind of prescription where you say, okay, if it's A and B, then this is C and that's what's right. It's, it's your gut, you know, and, it, and uh, your gut's going to be right and you just run with it, but don't compromise on it. So Jesse, you are right, and you did briefly talk about the fact that we just chatted about two kind of contradictory things. One is don't wait until something's perfect until you release it, and the other thing is don't release something until you know it's ready. So how can we really bring this together and give a good description to Fire Nation about exactly what you mean with both of those things? So I'll say this, like your your governing idea where you say, Okay, these are these are my standards, and these are what I'm gonna these are what I'm gonna provide my customers. Um, there'll there'll be principles there that you hit, and those might be uh, high level principles. Like uh, in the software world, we we're gonna make sure that our software's you know quality wise up to spec that it's it's gonna be a, a pleasant experience for users. But there are features that I want in the software that I've wanted for years that I know would be great, that would make the software better, but we, we have not prioritized those up to a spot where I'd say, okay, yeah, that has to go in. And the reason for that is because we had to ship. So you, you have to say, okay, this, um, you have these overarching principles that you don't compromise on, and you ship within those guidelines. And you'll have to decide what that is. But then inside that, you have a million things you will always want to do. And that can't be the thing that stops you from, from shipping. I, ho- I hope that makes sense, but there's, that, that's critical that you ship often and you get it out the door and it's all within your, you know, within your uh, I don't know if I'm going to say standard, quality standard, or within your mission or brand or whatever it is. But then just know that there will be always something else that you could add, that you could tweak, and those tweaks and tiny changes that's where the danger lies in, in getting bogged down. It does make sense, Jesse. And to me, what it really does boil down, which you've also mentioned, is following your gut, like really knowing that what you feel inside, you're doing the right thing and then going forward and doing it. For instance, when I released my first 30 to 50 episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire, I knew that I was not releasing high quality podcast episodes yeah. because I was trying to, but I was a very... Um, rookie and naive host. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know a ton about audio quality and editing. So, you know, it wasn't unbelievable, but I knew I had to get it out there and I knew that I was going to improve. And, you know, what I release now is on a completely different level than what I released then because Absolutely. I've matured with that. So I think we have made a great connection between those two contradictory points on some levels where it is about following your gut and doing what's right and doing the best you're capable of at this time and shipping yeah. often. Yeah, I like that. And, and if you were to comp- or take your first podcast, you would still find a consistency in them that is John, you know, like that is yeah. you and, and your quality and, and your product, you know, what you deliver. And that's the kind of thing that you just don't compromise on. Everything else improves over time. <laughs> and as you learn. That's Except I listen time. to them and I go, Jesse, are you prepared to ignite? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa, spice it up there, brother. Yeah. Come on, let's get a little Come on, John, circa 2012. Lay the fire there under your butt. 
But um, Jesse, let's move on because you've had quite the journey as an entrepreneur. And yes, you share with us a challenge and an obstacle that you face and the lessons you learn from it. But you've also had these aha moments and these light bulbs that have gone off. So tell us that story. When you had a light bulb that went off, the steps you took to turn that into a success. Share that with Fire Nation. So I, I mentioned that I worked for a, a, uh, an accounting firm. And before I was even done with school, I interned with them down in their Phoenix office. And you, you have to understand the, the context here is this is at the time this guy that's young, um, you know, learning school. I mean, I, I built my original product because, uh, you know, in school I was learning about spreadsheets. And so, I, I mean, I took like this entry-level spreadsheet class and was like, oh, I could build something with that. And at right. the time it wasn't a product. It was just for me and my wife, you know. So I had no aspirations or anything like that. But this, that's the guy you're dealing with in this story is this accountant, student, naive, you know, like you said, rookie. And um, in the accounting world, as an intern, you'll be unassigned a lot of the time. Like you'll go into the office and you'll feel really important and they give you like a cool bag and you walk in with your laptop and you're dressed business casual and it all feels, it all feels really good. And then they're like, hey, you're unassigned. <laughs> so so I, said, I asked my manager, I said, what does it mean unassigned? Like what are you talking about? I'm, you know, what's my job? And he's like, well, just sit in the cubicle and look busy. Like, no joke. That's exactly what he said. So, and you know, so looking busy means you got your laptop open and you're not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I think, I don't even know if Facebook was really a thing. I, maybe it was, I don't know, but I, so I'm sitting there and so I'm looking over my website cause that month I'd made $42 in profit. It was February of 2005. Rocking. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like killing it, you know, like where are we going to spend <laughs> I'm time? killing it. But but uh, I'm thinking I've got to change things up. So this is a long way to get into the aha moment for me. You, uh, marketers would be like, dude, this is your unique selling proposition. Like this is obvious stuff. But for me, it wasn't that at all because I didn't know what that was. For me, I just basically was going through my product and I realized I had these four rules. And the four rules were kind of crystallized for me over that day where I was on assigned. I started writing about these four rules. And it's just our method. Everyone can check it out on the website. Nothing groundbreaking or anything, but, well, I say nothing groundbreaking. I mean the method itself, but the fact that I realized my product had something unique, right? and then I begin to sell based on that unique proposition, my sales just, uh, I mean, this is all relative, but they took off. Right, you know? absolutely. And you know that's why it's so important, Jesse, to really identify that unique selling proposition and then dominate it. You know, For me, I wasn't the first podcast that released interviewing entrepreneurs, but what was my USP? A seven-day-a-week show every single day. And so that was a niche that I went after that I saw wasn't being filled at the time, and I've dominated that. And that's exactly what the listeners should be taking away from this is, Find your USP, realize that it is unique and different, and then crush it. And you did that, Jesse. I've done it. And share with Fire Nation one lesson that you would want them to walk away with from this experience. I mean, I think you said it really well. You find what, what sets you apart among the competition, and then you in just incessantly you go after that. Yes. And you make it your thing. And so you go on our website, and we, yeah, we sell software. But if you were to say, are these guys a software company or are they an education company? You'd be kind of confused because we actually drive, I mean, we're, we're teaching people the method with our efforts like 85, 90% of the time. And we, 
we employ full-time teachers uh, that teach constantly, you know, thousands of people every month, and then we sell them the software. But what sets us apart is that education of that method. And so we, we've run that path, and that's what everyone has to say is, okay, what is our unique thing? What sets us apart? And then that, you make it your thing. You don't just passively say, oh, yeah, we, we you know, we're special because we do this in the color red, you know, <laughs> that, that is your all and you run with it. And then you find out you stand out. One, one interesting one, if I could go a little yeah, bit into do. that, um, in the personal financial management space to get specific in our industry, everyone wants to directly connect with their banks and import their transactions. So they'll, they'll say, Hey, do you, do you directly connect? And um, we'll say, you know, most do. Like every single one basically does that now. It's, it's like a little bubble of applications that connect to your bank and do things with the transactions. So I've for a long time said if you really want to change the way you are with your money, then you have to basically do it manually. you got to put it in on your phone when you spend the money. you got to be present in the moment. You can't do this post-mortem financial management. And that non-feature has become a selling point for us. We're known as the guys that don't do that super common feature. And it's just something for, for other entrepreneurs to think about. Sometimes you can be really well known for the guys that don't do the thing that's really common and make that a selling point. So a little contradictory or, or counterintuitive at least, but it's, it's worked really well for us. No, that's a great takeaway, Jesse. Thanks for sharing that with us because it is a contradictory viewpoint that when you actually look at it and analyze, it does make sense why that makes you unique. And Jesse, let's bring things to current time because you do have a lot of exciting things going on. I was checking your site out. Love all of it. But just share with Fire Nation one thing that's exciting you today. I can't believe I'm saying this because two years ago, <laughs> the team was so small. But um, we've just made some hires recently, like we we were looking for uh, someone for a very specific skill set in the in the tech space, and um, we finally found him. It took us months, and then we found another guy in in a different uh, arena in the tech space, and it took us a while. But he kind of just fell into our lap, and I've just gotten really excited about the team that we have in place. Um, it's it's one of those things where you don't feel rewarded like you do when you launch another product or you know finish up another interview for a podcast like this kind of check the box thing you don't really do that with hires but i'm excited that we're i feel like we have a team in place that is gelling that's getting a lot done and that is really poised to take the business exactly where we want to go so the team has me most excited it's just that's hard to like you know tell someone else hey you know solo entrepreneur when you have a team in four years, it'll get you really excited because that's not you know, that's not where a lot of people are. But for me, it's been a more from solo guy doing everything to you know a guy running. I think we have twenty six people now, and I my job description has totally changed. But that's that's what has me the most excited. So, so Jesse, just take about thirty seconds and give Fire Nation one or two pointers about building a team. We're talking about compromise a lot. This you do not compromise on hiring. No matter how bad you need to fill the position, because like things are on fire. Speaking of fire, that works. <laughs> um, you know, like you have serious problems, and you you know this. Everyone's just taxed to the max, and you've got to find someone else to increase capacity. You do not compromise on the hire, and 
you just got to stick to your guns and just deal with it until you find the right person and um, meet the person. We, we work remotely, so maybe some people don't, but we, we do. And we have to meet the person face-to-face before we hire them, even if they live in you know, Australia. We actually have a guy in Australia. Even if they live over there or somewhere super far away, we send someone out. We make sure that it's a good fit. We've had two times where we thought this person is phenomenal. We're excited. We want to hire him. We go out to meet him face to face and you just realize, no, that's not the the person. And one thing here at Entrepreneur on Fire that we really do stick to as a theme over and over again is hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily I haven't had to fire very much at all. One, uh, One lady worked for us one day. I still feel bad about it. We totally didn't hire her correctly and she didn't have the skills that she needed. So like literally one day later, I'm like, Hey, you know, and that was hard. So if you hire slowly, then you don't have to fire as, as often. <laughs> and that is a blessing. We've, we've only had to let go that, you know, that, that one, uh, hire because it was my mistake and then one other. So it, we're doing pretty well in that regard. Thank goodness. Cause firing is just the absolute worst. It is tough. And Jesse, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Ah, there's nothing better than having targeted audio content at my fingertips. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and audiobooks.com, of course. If you love consuming audio content as much as I do, then you're going to love audiobooks.com. In addition to their online library that boasts over 40,000 titles, including bestsellers, new releases, and all of your business favorites like the 4-Hour Workweek, Crush It, and Utility, Audiobooks has an industry-leading bookmarking technology. Sound random? Um, try downloading multiple audiobooks and listening to them simultaneously. The bookmarking technology is such a lifesaver. You'll never lose your place again, even when switching between devices. If you're looking for great audio content that you can listen to instantly from anywhere, check out audiobooks.com today. You can download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. Check out all the great benefits of becoming a member and get your first book for free today at audiobooks.com slash fire. Do you ever feel like the services that you purchase only look at you as a number? Whatever happened to personalized help? And since when is it so difficult to actually get someone on the line to troubleshoot or to help you get set up? Legal protection is no exception. Luckily, whether you're getting ready to start a business, protect your family, or safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has a service that can help. LegalZoom offers award-winning services developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. And the great thing about LegalZoom is that every business or family who engages with them gets personalized attention from start to finish. That's why over 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend the service to their family. Now that's powerful. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout at LegalZoom.com. And Jesse, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning round, because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'll do my best. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Risk. I'm too conservative. So I never said, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I just built this thing for me and my wife and then ended up selling it. 
and then from there just grew. But uh, I'm not like that swashbuckling type that's like, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Let's conquer the world. I'm very calculated and extremely risk averse. So that was what was holding me back. I wish, talk about regrets, I wish I had not gotten my CPA license. I wish I had not uh, spent that summer studying for it and doing it. I wish I hadn't spent the 10 months at that job and the other four months of this consulting gig. I wish I would have had the guts back in a time where I really had nothing to lose anyway. I wish I would have had the guts to just run with it full time. Mm. What's the best advice you've ever received? When I first launched, I was selling the product for $9.95 and wasn't selling anything. So that's actually a misnomer. Uh, (laughs) And then a buddy told me you need to double it because people think a $10 product is crap. So I doubled the price to $19.95 and made my first sale that same day. And uh, that's what validated it for me that I could keep running with it. So the best advice I ever received was to double my price. A lot of people make that mistake when they're starting out is they underprice. Like, I don't know why, but we all do it. So just think double and you'll probably be priced pretty close at that point. (laughs) Love it. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I get up very early. I'm up by 4.30 and uh, I go work out for a long time, like an hour and a half. Um, I just go at it there. I'm really intense there. And that's extremely helpful. I'm also relentless with my getting things done workflow. If, if nobody's read the David Allen getting things done book, um, that was a game changer for me, but I follow that to a T. I don't lose any ideas. I have a system that I trust. Someone tells me something and I think that's a great idea. I need to follow up with that in seven years. I know in seven years I'll, I'll follow up. <laughs> Do you have an internet resource, Jesse, like in Evernote, that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? The best software or best resource that I ever used for my business was deciding to use my own software. This sounds <laughs> stupid, but use my own software for the business. I was thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a business, so I need to use QuickBooks or some businessy software, right? And instead, I used my own budgeting software, and it helped me conquer my risk aversion that I had to hiring people. Um, I was so afraid of committing to people and, and having that, you know, and failing them and basically saying, Oh, I've got to let you go. So I was just so afraid of that. Finally setting my own business up on a budget, looking ahead, planning, I saw, Hey, I can grow a lot faster than, than I've let myself grow. And, and that was two years ago. And, and we've, we've grown leaps and bounds since then. So this is totally shameless self-promotion, but using my own <laughs> using my own software, which is like right in front of my face, but using my own software for my business was was a game changer for me. Own it, Jesse. I love it. <laughs> and Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're talking about here today at eofire.com slash Jesse Meekum. Jesse, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would recommend the book, uh, it's by Joe Dominguez, who's passed away now, but it's called Your Money or Your Life. And I'm a personal finance guy, so maybe that's not a surprise, but it's a personal finance book, but holds a lot of value for like hard charging entrepreneurs like, like these listeners. Um, you, you realize that if money is your motivation, that it's, uh, not to sound mean, but it's really shallow. And you realize that money is just a means to an end and that time is your true currency. And when you start to respect your time, then as you build your business, you'll, you'll protect your time. 
and you'll do things in a way that I think will will find that you have pretty good work life balance and uh, that you're pretty efficient and pretty effective in what you do decide to spend your time on. So while it's a personal finance book, it teaches you teaches you that respect for your time, and I think that's that's good for any entrepreneur uh, to have a good handle on. Well, Jesse, Fire Nation loves audio. And if they want to get a book like this for free, audio version-wise, they can go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jesse, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, honestly, I would start again. I, uh, I would build a spreadsheet by myself. It would be better than my first one. I would market it much more effectively. I would partner much more quickly with people and not try and do things on my own. And uh, I would sell it online. So I would just... I would just start again, but with 500 bucks, that'd be like $440 more than I had originally. So I think <laughs> I'd be sitting pretty. Love it. Well, Jesse, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey today, and I know Fire Nation has truly been inspired. So let's end strong with one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Everybody has something that they're exceptionally good at. And if you, zero in on where you're exceptionally good and you run with that with a lot of excitement, a lot of passion in caring about other people's results. You will build something profitable. You'll build something that's extremely fulfilling and uh, you'll find a lot of joy in it. So pursue your passion and help other people succeed in whatever that is. Help make other people awesome with whatever you're doing and you'll build something that's just phenomenal. Jesse, are you saying the only thing I'm good at doing is talking? That might be it. Just <laughs> blowing wind, you know? So. <laughs> Jesse, what's the best way that we can find you? You know, if people want to email me directions or questions directly, they're welcome to. It's jesse at youneedabudget.com. Or if you want to have a little more of a public conversation, you can catch me on Twitter, Jesse Meekum. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to, anyone has any questions or they're just starting out, I love helping out where I can, so... Shoot me an email. Don't be shy. Love it. Well, Jesse, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've talked about, your contact information at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives. Or Fire Nation, just enter Jesse in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Jesse, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, have you attended one of our live webinars on Podcasters Paradise yet? Not only do I cover some of the best podcasting techniques, we also dive right into Paradise so you could have a sneak peek behind the scenes and look at our vibrant community filled with over 350 podcasters. Oh, and did I mention that we give away a free lifetime membership during every webinar? Sign up for our next live webinar at podcastersparadise.com. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.